Welcome, everybody, to the Chinchilla Pickin' Podcast. It is November 30th, 2021. As always, we hope to be entertaining, educational, and uplifting because we want everyone to make money. My name is David Underwood. I'm here with Brandon Beaver. Brandon, how are you doing, man? I'm great. I really need a new chair. You can hear this thing squeak. The- yeah, I worry about that on mine as well. You know, I got a squeaky chair, but... You can't, I can't hear yours. I can hear mine all the time. Um, hopefully by next week, I'll get out and get one. There you go. There you go. I was, you know, I was chilling with a billionaire today. I don't know about you, but uh, <laughs> were you chilling with just at home? I'm a billionaire in my own mind. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, I actually told him he looks like my nephew. So I mentioned that, uh, hey, man, you look like my nephew. So, I don't know. Tell my nephew, you look just exactly like a billionaire I know. The founder of a company, yeah. Yeah, which I'm going to remain nameless. Uh, but it was a good time. Uh, it was a very ordinary guy. Very ordinary guy. Yeah, that's Very, very relaxed. Just regular dude. You would never know. Just, I, I doubt you could pick it. If he was walking on the street, I doubt you could pick out yeah. that he was a billionaire. Yeah. Billionaire. I had somebody uh, in my family pass away and we found out that this person had a lot of money in the bank and i'm talking about the fact that this guy just drove a 95 jeep cherokee until the day that he died you would have never known but hey that's how some people you know get rich and how they stay rich that's that's the way to do it right a lot of these people you know on uh on on stock twits or or on youtube or whatever flashing their ferraris and to me it's not a symbol of how much money you have it's a how it's a symbol of how much money you don't have anymore yeah it's i agree but i mean i don't know i mean if i had a billion would i would i have a bugatti or something i don't know i couldn't tell you i don't have a billion i probably would i don't know if it'd be a bugatti but i might have one land bro i don't know Uh. I don't know. My daughter would probably really want me to get a G wagon because she likes them. So, what's a G wagon? It's a Mercedes SUV. Ah, yeah, okay. I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Uh, Bugatti would be my one of my, my one of my cars I would get. Huh? It, it, it's a rich soccer mom car. That's what that is. <laughs> I like that. All right. Well, let's enough of this. Let's get into the show. Might as well buy a Rivian. <laughs> I'm good. I'm going to let it work out its bugs like Tessa had to for a few years. So let's get into it, shall we? Sure. Um, everybody, uh, rules, rules, rules. Everybody knows the rules. Brandon and I get together five to 10 minutes before the show. We tell each other what we're going to talk about. We save the live discussion for the show for you guys hear us. Brandon did tell me a few things today that I do disagree and has some viewpoints on. So we're going to wait. He has no idea which ones I disagree. I told him I have some thoughts on them. So he'll be surprised. You're wrong. <laughs> and uh we're gonna let brandon hold uh host most of the show uh, i only got one quick thing to cover i was i was busy today i actually was with uh, a, a very smart uh gentleman who uh, started a company and uh get just a little bit of time but i was busy preparing for that and busy after that so i do not have a whole lot of homework ready for this show um so what i'm going to cover though is i'm going to cover one quick thing it's cooler. It's a stock I've talked about a lot. I don't know if you guys have heard me talk about it or not. Maybe I need to quit talking about it. But I do want to say they came out today, this morning, and, and they announced before the bell that they had uh, 
went ahead and I got a contract with Lockheed Martin on some batteries. MT. And uh, I, I kind of saw this coming. I've called it on the previous shows where I talked about Cooler and the fact that, uh, you know, when, when you go ahead and you put an Air Force general on your board of directors and you're in the batteries and you've already done work with NASA and Airbus, you kind of knew this was coming. You saw that they were going to get some kind of government contract. This isn't a government contract, quote unquote, but Lockheed Martin typically does work for the governments. That's where they do most of their uh, business. So I, it, you know, you could say it is a government, you could say it's not a government contract, but the, you know, the, they got a good contract with a solid company and I, I can see the growth there. They're going to continue to have these contracts guys. It's going to continue to grow. It, I, I'm, I'm telling you, Brandon, I see the ceiling on this stock somewhere around 10 bucks a share. Okay. You know, and that means I would probably sell around eight or nine and get out before it hits the, the 10. I've, I've, now, if you listen to me at all on this, I bought in on this stock at 190 and I've been holding. And I said it was a long-term investment. I said I was looking at a year, year and a half. But I said it was a good investment. It was a solid investment. They had some great opportunities. They had zero contracts signed at the time I made the call on this show at a at a buck ninety-two bucks. They had no contracts. They've had they've now signed since then three different contracts of three different companies. They're gonna continue, guys. Great company. They have a bright future. They have a long way to go. I like them. Uh, we follow them on our uh, Instagram. Please follow us on our Instagram at Chinchilla Bacon. But uh, yeah, cooler, great company. That's my one shout out, and that's all I got. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Brandon. He's he's very well prepared, and he has a couple picks today, guys. I'm excited to see what his picks are. Um, I, I, I'm excited to tear him apart and tell you why you're wrong, Brandon. So go ahead. Well, Lockheed Martin's gonna give cooler credibility. Uh, Lockheed Martin. Uh, I mean, come on, man. You're the the Mar- the Mars rover is a battery with your battery pack. Yeah. Yeah. Is that not credibility enough? <laughs> and speaking of Lockheed Martin, that's it's my favorite defense contractor, and it's a dividend king. So there you go. Good one. Okay. Today, uh, Fed, Fed Chairman Powell came out and said he was they were probably going to uh, start hiking rates sooner rather than later and uh, start the tapering process, speed up the tapering process uh, a little bit more. Also said it was time to retire the term uh, transitory. Which, Out time to me, this is late. The time frame makes sense because, but not for the right reasons. I said six months ago, I think maybe five months ago, I don't know, that I thought that he'd probably start tapering uh, or speed up the tapering process rather and uh, hiking rates after he was re elected to be the chairman of the Federal Reserve. Two weeks later, that's where we're at. He's finally doing it. I guess better late than never, uh, but clearly I think it was political. I think it was political that he didn't do it beforehand. It would have made him a potential enemy of the Biden administration, and had he started rate hiking rates, he probably would not be the Fed chair today. So, Well, whether or not it's political, it doesn't matter. He's now going to start raising rates. He's now going to start pushing uh, for the taper, and he's now going to get this done. Right. Yeah. And now the market panicked a little bit about that today. I don't think you should panic. I think this is actually good for the market. Um, Inflation is way too high. It is clearly not transitory. It is clearly staying around for a long time. Um, And if we can get consumer staples 
under control as far as prices go. If we get those grocery prices under control, then the consumer will have more money for consumer discretionaries. So, you know. All right, so I, I, I got to interrupt you here. Things like that. No, I got, I got, I'm going to talk over you because I got to interrupt you here, man. All right. You, you, you made like three different points, and I got to go back to point one here. And, and this is where you're talking about the market reacted to the tapering. Yes. I don't believe the market reacted to tapering. I believe this is people taking money off the table and putting it somewhere else or cycling money around or moving it around because the Fed already said they were going to taper 100% for sure in 2022. And people already made moves because of that. It's already priced in. They well, already made the moves accordingly to the tapering. So Chairman Powell gave a speech this morning around 10 a.m. And during his speech, when he was talking about this, the market sold off more. We started to rebound from the COVID scares and then there was a dip. And it may be a short term dip, but I think it was a reaction to that. People were looking for more of an excuse. You said 10 a.m.? I'm, I'm just going to look at all my, my watch list here just to check you out here. Check spy. <laughs> In the QQQ. The NASDAQ is really what reacted to it because the I mean, NASDAQ was outperforming the rest of the market up until that point. All right. So I, I see. I see. All right. Eh, eh, no, not. not I, I see everything was going down before that, before 10 a.m. It was, but, but I, I mean, I was watching it on TV. I saw the. Saw I, the I mean, it's, it's Omicron is the news right now. It's, it's South Africa. It's a virus. It's people moving money around. It's December sales not being what they were. Black Friday did not hit the mark. You know, it's 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 those things that are moving the market. Okay, it's we it's not it's it's not it's it's not the the, the Fed news. It, the the headline is that Black Friday didn't hit the mark. Yeah, That's the headline. Okay, but e-commerce sales did really well. Still, they said they were flat year to date, or not year to date, but uh, year over year. But I like how do you how is that not good? I mean, last year, this time last year, most people were still shopping from their homes. Most people were not going out to buy stuff because they were still freaked out over, over COVID. We didn't have vaccines yet this time last year. So the fact that e-commerce is flat is good news to me. I expected it actually to be down year over year. But so isn't, isn't e-commerce really included in the Black Friday numbers? I don't think yes or no. I don't think they've actually put it all together yet. So you're saying all the numbers aren't ready and available, and we're just overreacting here. Okay, again, I'm gonna. This is my third time. I'm gonna pull out my phone here, and I'm gonna check you because I think so. So we've got (laughs) we've got the weekend. I think that um, you know, in Cyber Monday, that you have to include in this if you're going to talk about holiday sales. The supply chain is still an issue here, but I I think we overreacted to that personally. That's that's what the market's reacting to right now, Brandon. Comparable. I mean, it's, and, it's, but we knew we were pulling for, we were pulling forward sales. We talked about in the show. We said most likely what's going to happen is we were going to pull forward sales. We're going to have a higher sales right now in November, but December is going to be down because people that. are buying now. That, but to point to e because this was a lot of the analysts were doing this. They're pointing to e-commerce comparables year over year, and that's a goofy comparable to look at, in my opinion. Well, I, I agree with your point. I'll give you I'll give you this. I agree with your point that if you're comparing it to the global pandemic last year, then we are doing well on e-commerce. It was a great year for e-commerce again. Right. I'll give you right. that 100 percent agree with you on that point. 
you know, I think, and we, we, we said, I'm, I said, at least I said, I'm staying away from retail. I'm not buying retailers right now because I, I don't like how December is going to look. It's going to be bad. I don't want to buy a retailer right now. I said that on last week's show. I'm continuing that statement this week. It's, I mean, when we record this, it's public, it's out there. I'm not buying retailers. Yeah. So. I, you know what? I said the same thing, but I, I made a exemption with Dick's Sporting Goods, which right after that, this became a battleground stock. Uh, and it's down since I made that call. But it, I think this is still a good long-term play with expanding margins. And and this is a different company than what it was just a couple of years ago. They've got brands that will keep customers coming in. This isn't just the old Dick's Sporting Goods where you go and uh, you know buy stuff for your kids when it's baseball season. This is now the Dick's Sporting Goods that holds uh, popular retail brands like the North Face and, and uh, you know, huge, huge seller of Nike. So I, I think that uh, Dick Sporting Goods is good here. However, with Dick Sporting Goods, if, if the Fed can't get inflation under control, they could be a victim because they are consumer discretionary. Yeah, Dick Sporting Goods stores usually do well during the Olympics. You had the Olympics coming up, Winter Olympics in February. So yeah, and and this is why I'm I mean I'm bullish on the Fed hiking rates. I own Dick Sporting Goods stock, so I think in the long term that's going to be good for me because if they can get grocery prices and transportation costs under control, then people are going to have more money to go do things that they like to do rather than you know spending all of their money on things that they need. So thank you for telling us you own it. I appreciate you finally finally coming forward to that detail i usually say it <laughs> you don't always you don't always you don't always you, you know but yes so um, every stock i'll just say this almost every yeah. stock that i mentioned bullishly on this show i have either already bought it or i um buy it afterwards and that's because i believe in in what i'm saying right i mean and you so. should I, I i would expect you to so, all right, so let's go back to the questions. We're back on the Fed, the tapering, and what are you buying? How are you moving money now that you see this happening? Are you buying anything because of it, or are you selling something? I actually made some purchases today, and I came up with a little uh, COVID scare buy list. COVID buy scare buy list. Okay. So first, first was Procter & Gamble. I think, to me, this is the most obvious. Uh, because if the maker of Mr. Clean sells off because of a COVID scare, then it's a buy. And it did a little bit this morning. I, I honestly don't know where it wound up at the end of the day, but it was down about 1% this morning when I bought it. And, you know, if it, it, it's the maker, listen, they've got the brands include, but they're not limited to such essentials as Tide, Dane, Downey, Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean, Crest, Cascade, Dawn, Gillette, Swiffer, the quicker picker upper bounty. And they make toilet paper, which is gold during COVID times via their Charmin brand. P&G also supports a dividend of 2.36%, and they've increased their dividend for the past 65 straight years. They've also got a low beta. This means that it will be not as volatile as the rest of the market during volatile times like we have right now. So it's it also means what? it doesn't move as much. It moved, all right, so, all right. I always get, I always get hard, I mean, because we live in Cincinnati, so there's a P&G's headquarters right here. Some, I always get hate when I say that, because yes, the last few years PNG has moved, but there was a stint from 2000, to like 2000, I think 12. Yeah. It didn't move a muscle. Yeah. 
nothing. And I always ragged on PNG. I was like, it doesn't move. It's never well, going to make you money. People probably just, you know what? It was a retirement dividend play at that point in time. It was like, all right, you're, you're nearing retirement. You want some place to sit your money in, beat inflation. And inflation was relatively low. So yeah, but at 2.4%, you're not beating inflation, dude. Not now you're not. Not now. So now you need a return. I think you're still going to get a return here. It's it's up nicely, but I, I like this stock. It's nice and it's nice and comfortable. And it's a consumer staple, meaning that you know these are products that you have to have in your household. You're you not like it as much it. as you like GE. Yeah, you can't sit there like, okay, I could go to Dick's and be like, you know what? I don't want to buy this kayak today because I don't have money, but I'm not going to go into the shopping store and be like, ah, you know, I can't buy detergent. I need detergent. Need to stay clean. I need my toothpaste, you know? Yep. So, so PNG was number one on my list. I would say number two, I like, I've called this so many times already, Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, they're diversified. They're down after the bell right now, by the way. Uh, oh, it's a buying opportunity. They took a dip. Uh, their diversified holdings of stocks like Amazon and Apple and banks and insurance companies make this company a play no matter what happens to interest rates. Plus, they have the essential retail company, Kroger, and they have my Procter & Gamble as well as uh, companies like Johnson & Johnson and AbbVie if you're looking for pharmaceuticals. So Berkshire Hathaway, nice diversified play in its own right. Down 1.3% after the bell, guys. Brandon's making a call, and if it, since it's down after the bell, it's a good buying opportunity, like yeah. you said. Now, pick between these two, uh, these three, okay? I like Facebook, I like Apple, and I like Netflix. Um, but I like Facebook. Now, what's my time range? How long do I have to hold these? For me, Facebook and Apple are buys and holds that you don't uh, – I mean, I hate using this because, you know, there's a famous TV personality that I dog all the time on this show. That says, yeah, right. <laughs> don't trade Apple, you own it. And I think the same thing about Meta. Or Facebook, or whatever you want to call it. All right. So, out of these three, the the one I would buy, like if uh, man, this is, if I'm swing trading this, I'm shorting Apple right now because it's going to swing down. It took a couple gaps up. It's going to take a dip back down to 160. Test the lows there. I, I would swing trade it that way. Facebook, I would buy right now, like you said, hold it. Um, Netflix, I would not buy. That's I'm not one out of these three. The interest rates might hurt Netflix more than they do the others. I, I'm i not looking at these stay-at-home plays. That phrase is dead to me now. Uh, the reason why I like this as a scare buy is because these COVID scares, they've actually dropped bond rates again. And bond rates being lower means borrowing costs and corporate costs become lower despite inflation. And tech, this is a gift to tech right now. Pushing borrowing costs down lower is a absolute gift to tech. I like Apple and Meta personally because of the metaverse concept as a catalyst for the future. And the more news you get on the metaverse, the more uh, these stocks should go up. Also, Apple has the, uh, the VR goggles that they're supposedly going to release next year and the EV, the electric vehicle that maybe one day they will release. We've been talking about it for years. The more that rumor pops up, the more the stock pops. So there's catalysts in, in Metaverse and Apple that I don't think exist other in other places in tech. I also bought Disney today, by the way. And I bought Disney um, because... Oh, hold on, hold on. Before you go into Disney, 
I, I, I do have a couple words on Facebook. Thanks for letting me get a, a word in edgewise here okay. on Facebook. <laughs> joking. I'm joking. Um, yeah, before you get into Disney, uh, Facebook, look, I think Facebook with Meta, people don't understand how much money they're going to make with their Metaverse. Yeah. Facebook owns Oculus. You guys have no idea. Once once they get this set up and running, you're going to go in there. You're going to go to a Nike store. And you're going to buy Nike goods. And Nike has to give a percentage of that profit to Facebook. All right. I love. I and you're going to buy virtual goods too. So like, oh, I get a Nike polo for my avatar. It's going to cost me a buck. Well, Facebook gets like 10 cents of that buck. you like, you guys get this? Like this is Facebook's got a racket, man. I'm yeah. telling you, they, they're going to make money hand over fist once this is up and rolling. When the market doesn't understand something, you understand something before the market does. When that happens, that's your opportunity. Amen. Thank you. Yes. Yes, it yeah. is. And, and, and so like Facebook long-term meta, I mean, meta long-term. Yeah, I like meta long-term because of the metaverse and how they're pushing in. The fact that everybody has these Oculus uh, VR headsets. You know, I have an Oculus VR headset. It's a great system. Uh, it's a great, uh, what you call a console, if you will, compared to uh, Xbox and PlayStation. So, I mean, it, it, it is where it's at. And I also want to remind everybody listening, um, look, if you get us to 1,000 subscribers on Instagram, followers on Instagram, I will give away Facebook VR goggles. Tell your friends, have them follow us. We want to give this. I want to give this away. I really do. So please, please, if you have any questions, you're in the Cincinnati area. Brandon and I will both be at the Jingle Bell Run on December 11th in Northern Kentucky. You can find us there. We'll be wearing our chinchilla picking shirts. You can find us out. Ask us questions. Come out to us. We'll be ready to answer anything you guys have to say. Anyways, after I cost Dave out for making me run. Yes, more. after he make he's angry with me for making him run. Brandon Disney, what do you got? Uh, so Disney, this just anytime there's a COVID scare, people, I think rightfully so, start to focus on the fact that the parks may shut down, and and that's a, a large, obviously a large source of revenue for them. There's also Disney Plus though that people forget about. People We're not shutting down parks anymore, man. That that's not going to happen anymore. It's, it's, We're just moving on with life. Yeah. We're just going to wear masks, and you're going to have a new booster every six months. It's I think an overreaction. Which, but I also like this because they own sixty-seven percent of Hulu. I, I don't understand. A lot of people still don't know this. I talk to people all the time about this. Hey, do you know Disney owns most of Hulu? And Disney never really makes this a uh, a primary point in any of their earnings calls or any of their interviews or anything like that. But yes, Disney owns sixty-seven percent of Hulu. So there's always if something. You have Hulu. You you know that because. Disney offers that bundle. They push it on you. Hey, Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus all for this bundle price. And then, you know, and then you yeah, always ESPN, see and you then, always see Disney movies in the Hulu movie section. You know, this Omicron, Omicron is that how you pronounce it? Omicron, I, I, I don't know. I've been busy the past this, few this days. This variant so far seems to be rather mild. Uh, I just see, um, I've, I've heard that most people get it, just get fatigued for a few days. So, um, it may actually be a blessing to us because for people who don't want to get the vaccine, this may actually just be a natural vaccine. I don't know. It's too early to tell. So it is kind of a scary situation, but people are overreacting to it, in my opinion. When I believe there is an overreaction as well. So anytime there's a dip due to the Omicron, I believe it's a buying opportunity because sure. I do not believe that Omicron is going to be as bad as everybody says it is. And That's then, based off the scientists that were in South Africa and what they are saying. Yeah. I'm not listening to politicians. I'm listening to scientists in South Africa because that's who I have to go off with. They're the ones who are seeing it, dealing with it 
every day and they're saying it's mild symptoms. It's not, it's, it's nothing that people can't handle. It's just fine. And the, if you have the basic two shot vaccine, you're going to, you will have some kind of defense against it. So, you know, we're fine people. Yeah. And that's why I am buying best of breed airline Delta. In my opinion, that's the best of breed. Uh, and here's the here's the point I said I would say on the show live, so everybody get to hear. Are you pushing Delta because you own it and you're down right now? No, no. I, so why I, are you pushing no, Delta? I'm, why why are you pushing? Explain because, this. I love Delta. No, don't get me wrong. I want to first say I love Delta too. I think it's a buy right now at the prices at as well. But why do you think it's a buy? So anytime you have an overreaction in anything, you're going to have a reversion back to the mean upwards. And that's what I'm playing here. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this to go back up to around 40 to $41. And I think it's going to happen. I don't know when, because I don't know what kind of news is going to come out of this new variant here, but let's they, they've shut down travel from South Africa, the South African countries, which are less than like 1% of global international travel and the airline stocks got hit hard. I think it was like 10% in the airline industry that got shaved off on Friday and we haven't recovered from that. It's still continued through today. And uh, Delta got hit. And I think Delta is the best of breed. So that's why I'm buying Delta. 100% agree. Delta is the best of breed of the airlines that you can buy and sell in the stock market. 100% agree that 10% is an overreaction, that it will go back up. 100% agree that there isn't much traffic and revenue coming from the countries that got shut down. I think Delta is definitely a buy right now. I would buy it. I, I do not buy it. I have not owned, I do not own it and I have not bought it, but I might buy it after we get done here so recording. So what I, what I want people to do, I don't want them to go out and then just shovel all their money at it. On down days, you buy this incrementally because we don't know what kind of news is going to come tomorrow or the next day. So you just, you incrementally buy it when it makes sense. That way, if you have to cost average down again, then you're able to do it. It's called building a position is what I've talked about with Cooler. I've said, guys, look, Cooler is a long-term investment. You know, if say you get 50 bucks a paycheck and you buy some more shares every paycheck, you build your position. And that's what you're talking about with Delta is building a position. Right. 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 But how quickly, what's your timeline on building this position? Because I think Delta is going to go back up within a week. You know, I don't really have one. I'm, I'm right here, uh, publicly recording this. Delta will go back up within a week. I, okay. I, I hope it does. Um, I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have a time frame on this only because you can't chart COVID. But you know what I mean? I, you can't chart it. And I'm not a doctor. And I don't know. You know, we're not. We don't know. Not what a COVIDologist. Uh, effects of, of Omicron are going to be on anybody. I think a lot of people, I don't think anybody's really completely recovered from it yet. I, I could be wrong about that. Um, all, all I know is Florida doesn't care. Clearly I'm not spreading fear because I think we overreacted. I'm right? just saying. And, and all I know is Florida does not care what virus you say anymore. They're like, no, we ain't shutting down nothing. Um, you know, it's, and, and every you know, every state has a right to do what they want and, and, and react the way they want to. Even if, even if like states like California and New York shut down more, which, you know, if they, if that's what they feel they need to do, I don't think they will though. I don't think California and New York are going to shut down off of Omicron. I don't think so either. I think they'll just have tighter mask restrictions, but that's it. That's about as far as they're going to go right now. I think we're over the whole shutdown 
situation as a, as a country, and I don't believe we're going to shut down anymore. It would be very politically unpopular for certain. Whoever is in charge to make that call. Omicron might actually keep a lid on prices, too. If oil continues to drop and, and the price of, of transportation. You know, uh, Omicron sounds like a stock. I, I, w- I want to buy shares in does. Omicron, doesn't it? It sounds like it a stock. Um. I'm going to get hate for that too. People are going to say, why are you joking about a virus? You know what? I can't. I'm sorry, but I got to, I got to have some fun and joke around every now and then. I just, uh, I, I think it's an overreaction. I don't. Uh, it is an overreaction based off the science of what the scientists said in South Africa. Anyways, you said you're buying Delta off this overreaction. <laughs> yeah, you threw me off. I forget what yeah. I was- And what else have you called this show far? I've heard Delta, Disney. Are we, do we have another D? Procter & Gamble. Procter and Gamble, Facebook, and, and Meta. Yeah. All right, so Meta, Procter and Gamble, Delta, and Disney are your calls. Yes. All right. Yes. For this, that's what I like. Um, yeah, it, Omicron it might put a uh, it might put a cap on prices. I don't know unless it unless it, uh, it complicates won't. the supply. It's, it's going to be out of the news in a couple months. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I hope so. Okay, so on Friday I made a trade. Via SVXY is the ticker symbol. It's an ETF. It's the ProShares Short VIX Short Term Futures ETF, which means that you're shorting the VIX. So you're playing that volatility is going to calm down. Clearly, so it's the opposite of UVXY. The opposite of UVXY. Now, my reasoning for this was that on Friday, the market closed at 1 p.m. It was the day after Thanksgiving. We had a huge sell-off that I thought was more to do with low liquidity than anything at that point in time. And I thought we'd see a recovery on Monday, which we did briefly. And I was able to make 5% off of this. So I was happy with my trade. This is not something to buy and hold long. It's a good short play against volatility when the market is volatile, but you believe it'll calm down soon, or if you think that the market's going to stay sideways for a while. But it's not a good long-term play. Why is that? Because when volatility erupts, this thing dips fast and hard, and it takes a long time to recover. Also, if you bring up a five-year chart on this, you look back in February of 2018, you'll see this thing plummeted and it never recovered. And the reason was, was that there was an uh, unprecedented VIX spike of about 116%. And it resulted in a 91% drop in SVXY's value and the termination of another uh, ETF ticker XIV, which is, was, was a similar fund. Now on February 27th, 2018, ProShares reduced the chances of a similar event in the future by lowering SVXY's leverage from negative one times the daily moves of the VIX futures down to 0.5 times the uh, volatility of the futures, which it's good for the future of the CTF. But the problem was, is that you experienced this huge drop at negative one times, which is just basically the inverse of the VIX. When they halved that, they made it nearly impossible to recover the losses that people had on it. So lots of people wound up holding bags on this. And they'll tell you on the ProShares website, you don't hold this for long term. They they say this is primarily meant for day trades and 24-hour swing trades. 
And if you hold it for longer, you have to monitor it very closely. So that's my warning on it, but it does make for some good opportunities in day trades and swing trades. But look at that five-year chart there. This thing, like, oh man, it got crushed. And a lot of people got stuck holding the bag. So there you go. Now I, I have a suggestion with this one. You can wait for the news to start to cool down. If the market opens red and then goes green on high volume, you can swing trade this ETF into the next day because the volume will probably be lower in the next day and, and we might start to calm down. Not always, not always. Not always, no. No, that's where you have to be careful. But this is why when you buy stuff like this ETF, you can put just a little bit into it because if you lose money, you don't lose much. I, I would make so I would make that call based off of you know why did the market move today yeah. and if it doesn't have any fundamental base it's just you know the macro event news of the day and not something that would be going on for a week or two then okay that would be the, that would be a case but a, again you have to be aware and know what's going on in the yeah. markets know the emotions of the markets and be have a good pulse on it right red to green during a day, it's a classic sign of a bottom. It's very hard to predict the COVID situation though. So you, you do have to be careful with it, but it's the first time I ever did it. So I, I wanted to talk about it. You know, I, di I didn't put much money into it because I've never done it before, but the next time I think I'll be a little bit more comfortable with it. So man, back that truck up, dude, load it in. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Same. So that's, that's, that's what I've, I've got. You've got my COVID scare buy list. You've you, you got the suggestion on the SVXY. If you've never played SVXY yourself, I, I recommend do it. you just do the same thing that I did on Friday. You put just a little bit in on it. And you don't, really don't need to put a lot of money into it, even though it's only half of um, the VIX as far as volatility goes. It still moves quite a bit. So you still get, you know, those 5 to 6% moves rather quick. Yeah. You know? All right, guys. Um, cooler. I still think it's a long-term investment, man. I, I Another good news today, another contract signed. They continue to grow. Once they start seeing the earnings come in from all these uh, contracts they signed, you're going to see their, their revenue, their top-line number grow by hundreds of percentage every quarter after quarter after quarter until this thing is worth $10 a share. Yeah, I'm selling around eight or nine. But I've held since a buck ninety, so I'd be doing very happy and well at that moment. That's what I got, Brandon. Final thoughts. Name, list your calls right now for everybody. Procter and Gamble, P and G, Facebook and Apple, but you choose one. Berkshire Hathaway, which will also give you access to Apple too through Berkshire Hathaway, Delta Airlines, and Disney. There you go, guys. As always, I have, we put... I have a final thought. You need to oh, ask you... me for my final thought. You usually ask me, and I wrote one. So, my bad. I'm sorry. This this was me asking you what's your final thought. I'm sorry. Final yeah. thought, Brandon. Find good companies with good balance sheets. Get to know the CEO and what they've done in their careers, so you know if you can trust them. Then buy those companies when they drop to good values. In this environment, you should accumulate these kind of companies. The financial statements will tell you their story and if they're resilient enough to last through whatever is troubling the markets. Sometimes it's okay to shoot first and ask questions later. We don't know what kind of news this Omicron variant is going to bring or whatever new variant we might have 
we don't know what's going to happen until it happens. So buy these investments incrementally and over the long haul, I think you'll be okay. Man, you really, you, you really did. <laughs> you really did have a final thought, didn't you? Yeah. You, you really, you put a lot of, a lot of work in there. All right. Who once said, if you wait until you know everything, then it's too late. Oh, I've heard this before too. I have heard this before. Hold on. All right. For the sake of time, I don't know. Give me. Uh, I just recommended Berkshire Hathaway. It's Warren Buffett. Ah, that's why I've heard it. I knew it. I knew I heard that before. I was like, I've heard this. Warren Buffett. Yeah. Good quote. It's a good quote. Yes. You, you can't, you're never going to know everything because after you know everything, the move's already priced in. Right. Yeah. It's already too late. So, because everybody knows everything. Um, all right, guys. Uh, happy birthday, Brandon. Please get on our Instagram and wish Brandon happy birthday when I when I post about this uh, podcast here tonight, guys. He, he he is now fifty five years. No, he's not fifty five. Um, Brandon is young and in his mid thirties. So thirty six. Yeah, you, you didn't have to say. I wasn't going to say. Um, but anyways, guys, we uh, we hope we've been entertaining, educational, and uplifting because we want everyone to make money. Have a good night. Have a good night. If you've listened to our podcast before, you know that we are good friends with the Money Vikings, and we think that they have a lot of good knowledge and, uh, I mean, just a wealth of knowledge to offer. Uh, about 60 years worth of knowledge and trading experience between the three, between Greg, Bob, and Jerry. Now, I have some good news for you, because they have announced a premium program. It's the Money Vikings MVP premium content, okay? And I have to tell you this right now. If you're, if you're new to the market, you have got to have somebody to mentor you through it because 75% of all new market entrants will lose all of their money in the first year. And you have to have somebody that will guide you through it to, pre to prevent you from making these mistakes that most people do. And with this MVP access, this premium content, you will get direct access to Greg, Bob, and Jerry on Discord. That's the most important feature of this program, in my opinion. They do also have access, well, they will give you access to other things, such as hot trades, weekly newsletters, technical analysis. Hey, it's ad-free. That's cool too, right? Guides and tutorials. Tools and custom technical indicators, exclusive analytics and informative articles, and then, as I said, exclusive direct access to Greg, Jerry, and Bob, who have over 60 years of experience between them. Now, if you listen to this podcast, you need to get a pencil, and you need to get a paper, and you need to write this down, because you get 25% off. Once you go to moneyvikings.com and you sign up, you'll you'll get to enter in this code. It's capital T M V P 1 C K 1 N S. That is all capital 
T M V P one C K one N S. An easy way to remember that is T M V Pickens, but the one replaces the I. So go to moneyvikings.com, claim your discount for being a chinchilla picking podcast listener and conquer your financial freedom.